0: All right, welcome in everybody to episode eight of the Brews, Buds, and Dubs Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your commissioner, Victor Korkus, aka Doing Lines on Waller Street. And with me, as always, Alex Roberts, aka The Harvest and Method. How are
1: we? Good, we're good. Another week down. Football season, once again, I said this a few times already, is going quickly. Um, But yeah, it was a a fun week. Once again, wasn't too high scoring in fantasy, but. uh, Are you so sure it, you're good? I'm fine. Are you I'm okay. sure you're good? I'll be okay. I'll recover. <laughs> um, yeah, you obviously we'll, – we'll get into the recap of our, our matchup. But, uh, yeah, it was a rough week. I actually don't know how I only scored, scored 86 points, like looking at my roster. But it is what it is. It happens. And I'm glad that I could help you get out of last place. Let's just yeah, say that. Okay? Yeah,
0: I appreciate it. Listen, toilet bowl of the week between us. And I'm happy I was able to go yeah, ahead absolutely. And-
1: and let's be very clear when we both made our very bold predictions that you would lose. And we both agreed before a trade happened, that completely changed the outlook of your roster because That's true. you added two guys to your starting lineup compared to not having one. So that is true. I'm not as disappointed with losing. I'm more disappointed with the 86 points, but on the right side, I wasn't the worst team in the league this wow. week. So we'll talk about there that in a little bit. There you All go. right.
0: So of course guys, we're going to go ahead and go into our normal segments should be a very quick show today. I'm um, going to discuss the highest scoring team this week. Uh, this past week was highest scoring QB. So we're going to go over that as well, recap, and then look into uh, week eight's matchups. So uh, Roberts, if you want to go ahead and start us off with the highest
1: scoring team, uh, go ahead and take it away. I really don't want to talk about this team anymore. I've talked about it way too much, spent way too much time uh, on this podcast talking about it, but Highest scoring team was once again, uh, Mitch and CMC, these nuts, what a battle it was for t- highest scoring team this week. Not mm-hmm. like I said, not a, m- a massively high scoring battle, but Marky's sitting there one point under and even Mitch's matchup wasn't decided until really the clock hit zero yesterday. Um, where his, uh, where Tim team Bo, Garrett only lost to him by about six, seven points. Um, so a battle down to it. Um, and no other than Josh Jacobs carried him there, uh, I think running back one of the week again. We'll talk about mm-hmm. him later as well. Um, and huge performance from Dallas's defense uh, against the Lions, which was a weird uh, – the fact that they put up 22 game. points is just wild. Uh, it yeah. doesn't make sense to me. But, of course, they only gave up six, so that that does help. But, yeah, I mean, big week for Mitch. He keeps on racking it up. I mean, I know you don't have the numbers in front of you right now, but how much uh, – what percentage of his money has he already won back just by winning a so week I can
0: actually. Put it together. I have the numbers here. um So I mean, he's only—I mean, he's won highest-scoring team now three times. So that's yep. sixty dollars back in his pocket. He hasn't hit on any of the positions, but he's been winning the big ones, which is this team. So he's put sixty dollars back in his pocket. Basically, fifty percent of his pot, of his money that he spent to get into this league, obviously, is is back into his pocket. This already. So. Yeah, and I think that's it's for uh... you, Mitch. It's yeah, awesome. Very, this is why we implemented it. Right? This is why I yeah. wanted to introduce it is because it just makes things more interesting. It gets you your money back. We can introduce a higher, you know, buy-in by doing this because you have a little bit more reward by doing it that way versus a smaller buy-in and no weekly payouts, things of that nature. So I feel like everybody's enjoyed it so far.
1: Yeah. And I, uh, I was, I was not against highest scoring team and I was, I was somewhat against the highest scoring position player. And it's just, I mean, it, it's a very good setup. I very much enjoy it. I actually tried to take it over to other leagues as well because it is it is fun. You think about something different every week. So yeah. um I'm I'm glad we did it. Um just looking back at this matchup, I mean looking at uh Markey's team, it's gotta be really frustrating. Uh Jonathan Taylor finally get him back. He's had a rough year, and then uh Antonio Gibson outscores him on the bench. And uh that's the difference mm-hmm. from highest scoring team. Never ever, ever in my wildest dreams that I play Antonio Gibson over Jonathan Taylor. Um Budget. but just painful year this year as a John Taylor owner. Uh, for sure.
0: M- Mitch's Mitch's squeaked by. Mitch yep. squeaked by. Very 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 small margin this week. Like you said one point from Markey, and then I mean he just got kind of lucky that Damien Harris was just kind of out of that game. They didn't yep. use him at all. Um, but hey, a win's a win. You're the highest scoring team this week again, Mitch. You got three of them on your uh on your resume
1: now. So let's see how much more, you can win. You got plenty of time left. And moving over to highest scoring quarterback. Uh, I think this one, it actually was, there was someone that was close in second place, but he wasn't on a roster, but go ahead. Uh, big tell us about the highest scoring QB this week.
0: Joey Burrow. I uh, mentioned it last week as well, that this gentleman was going to be the highest scoring, um, QB. And I said, it was going to be a good game between them and Atlanta. Not necessarily that Atlanta was going to be competitive with them, but for whatever reason, Atlanta will always just be there and, and will be shooting back. So they kept it to a game where he still had to throw the ball and he was throwing the ball all over the field. think he had three receivers who were almost all over hundred yards this week, if I'm not mistaken. So it was a great game by him. Shame that Garrett, uh, still wasn't able to win highest team even with having the highest or win PB, or win or, period. Win, or <laughs> win just in general but hey at least you got a little bit of a a, a glimpse of of hope with the the ten dollars that you're going to win now because of joe burrow got you that money back in your pocket
1: yeah it's just a, a shame to have burrow i mean number one player in fantasy across the board i mean just put up 40 mm-hmm. points and uh come up with the loss I know. i mean he scored you know, fourth most points in the league. So it happens sometimes, uh, but it's got even, gotta worse, that it to <laughs> even yeah. worse that it was to your little brother, even worse than
0: it was to your little brother. I yeah. wanted to message you separately saying you shouldn't have said anything in the group. I've said it plenty of times. You can jinx yourself like no other in fantasy football. I don't know if this was the case, but you lost and you said something before the game even started. So maybe uh, we'll keep it at a, keep the trash talk to a minimum until you're actually winning
1: yeah absolutely Make, get into that playoff position first at least because you know running that outside looking in i mean you're close actually he is three and four outside looking in right now he's very close um but yeah all right uh let's move over to the ballers the bums of bums the week kind of recap the, the players this week and then we'll run through the matchups and uh there were some good ones this week there were some close matchups so uh yep. quarterbacks we mentioned joe burrow already obviously stud uh, absolutely great performance and patrick mahomes was also great again um 44 points you know i mean they just put on a clinic in Kansas city, like usual Um, Mm -hmm. bums this week, Uh, Dak Prescott coming back against the lions, even though they won, you know, handedly, he just didn't have the points. Uh, It's probably disappointing waiting for Dak to get back and then having that performance against the lions, but it's a, it was a weird game. Like we mentioned earlier. And then uh, Tom Brady, again, Uh, Tom Brady, we mentioned it last week. There's strictly a streaming option at this point. And after that performance uh, against Carolina, he's a very, particular streaming option um he's not going to be in the lineup every week
0: yeah definitely hurt you this week i mean it's that was a game where i don't think anybody thought tampa was going to lose i mean carolina was no. right next to basically detroit as the worst team in the league right now and the tampa it, i'm confused of what's yeah. happening in tampa right now i really am there's really no explanation to it for me i, I think it, the explanation is that brady's playing bad football but you don't want to say that because it's Tom Brady. So. They also
1: can't run the ball, which is weird because they didn't have any trouble last year. And yeah. I mean, I know they're down some linemen, so it's a lot of things, but it's just it's just not not right. It's very weird. Yeah. That's, and that 75-yard touchdown bomb, I sent it in the group chat on Sunday. Yeah. I, was, I was watching. I was actually driving home from up north in the back seat, watching it on my phone. And uh that bomb, I looked and it hit his hands. And I was like, oh, perfect. 75-yard touchdown to start the game, quarterback to wide receiver. And then when he dropped it, I – audibly gasped and made my uh my dad slam on the brakes in the front of the truck um so <laughs> i had to uh, i had to apologize for that but it, i couldn't help it uh it, it was
0: uh it was horrible it was super weird i mean he i looking at it it's like actually the yards were there i mean mike evans yeah. had good yards yep. chris godwin was involved ish no touchdowns were scored and when yep. they, well, they put up three points yep. or was it to, to carolina that's just yep. it just blew my mind but hey uh moving into the wide receiver baller section uh this week uh, Jamar Chase goes off again I'm sure Allen is very happy with that I know that he didn't get uh the actual win this week but it's still good still hope there's still some time left uh in the league and you know that you have a pivotal piece and you have the real um you have the real Jamar Chase back from what happened you know earlier on in the season to now he's it's it seems like he's back on track. I think that what's happens when T. T Higgins gets the double coverage now versus Jamar Chase. So defenses are having trouble against the, that wide receiver crew. Speaking of the wide receiver crew, again, Tyler Boyd has a good week, and Juju Smith Schuster has a good week for two weeks in a row. I think he ripped off a long TD, which was most of his mm-hmm. points. Was that right? I, I, I didn't I watch the I, game. I
1: didn't watch that game either. I, I caught a little bit here and there on red zone, but he had. Like 22 fantasy points so i'm sure it was yeah. more than just one touchdown he had a good performance again okay um yeah i mean tyler boyd was actually in a lineup this week too i mean that's why nick won this week yeah. I, I believe uh if i recall correctly that's the lineup <laughs> that he was in and uh that's huge that he was able to start tyler boyd and anti higgins both and he uh got the win because of it so yeah <laughs> that's I mean, awesome. He picked, a,
0: he picked a good week to play two cincinnati wide receivers <laughs> yeah. and joe burrow just goes nuclear um looking at the bums sections of the wide receiver romeo doves just a complete disappointment for me it's just been really really tough you would think that they'd have these good matchups washington secondary is just not good they've been giving up a lot of points to every team's wide receivers and green bay is just in some trouble right now let me ask you this uh, pick uh,
1: yeah. obviously you dropped half your budget Fab budget on romeo Dobbs. Yes. Mm-hmm. compare that to a purchase you made in your life is there been, has there been a more a worse purchase that you've made in life that you compare that to or you just blew
0: <laughs> there's probably a lot i mean that's a, that's a hard one I've, I've blown my money at some stupid things before um all right i'm looking at something right here in front of me which is pretty funny uh it, i bought a so i built my own pc and i went and bought another graphics card it's a 3060 Ti as an expensive card. Thinking I'm going to be able to flip it, this and that, and uh, I took the risk. I bought it. I wanted to flip it for more than it was. Was never able to sell it. <laughs> couldn't Couldn't return it. So now I'm sitting on it in my in my room right here. hasn't Haven't even opened it. It's just sitting there, and uh, it has not paid off for me for <laughs> purchasing it. So I guess that's probably a pretty good. Uh, a pretty good example of what it feels like to buy Rumble Labs. Yeah, jobs this yeah that's, year. <laughs> that's a great so. example.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the bums here.
0: Yep. So Keenan Allen, another bum this week. Uh, unfortunately for Cret he doesn't do much and ends up losing by a narrow margin of three points. And then Keenan Allen only put up two. So you wanted to see him come back after he's been out for so long, you drafted him pretty high. You haven't seen him since week one. You're expecting him to do something, uh, especially against a Seattle team who does give up a lot of points and he didn't do much for you. And you end up losing the week because of one of your star wide receivers, not, not producing. Obviously that's the, uh, that's the tough part with, with um fancy football on the other end of that spectrum was DK Metcalf, who you also have in that same game, <laughs> was also a bum this week. Not necessarily his fault because he got injured, but he also only gave you 1.7 points, ends up losing the game for you. So lucky of fortunate of events for Nick, unlucky for yourself, Cret. Um, but you can possibly bounce back still. Um, Cortland Sutton, I mean, you got the backup raping, throwing the ball to you. I don't think you might be really better than Russell start. Wilson though. It might, might, be, <laughs> might be, I didn't watch much of the game, but it, it's just, it's tough because at least Russell Wilson made it a point to get, get Sutton the ball yeah, and like them. And yeah, he liked him. And, and now it's like, what's going to happen. Um, and then Debo Samuel, you know, you, you expect a lot from him as well. It was a, supposed to be a pretty, you know, exciting game, but Kansas city comes out and just kind of rolls the 49ers 49, I think Debo's fine. I think they were just kind of going through a little bit of an experiment phase now with the big splash trade that just happened this past week with CMC going there. But unfortunately, you were you were on the bad end of that for this week.
1: Just quickly, uh, leaving Debo out, who would you rather have rest of season? Sutton, Allen or Dobbs? I think Dobbs is probably out too. But out of those three bums, who would you rather have rest of season? So probably just Keenan Allen or Cortland, Cortland Sutton, honestly. Probably Keenan
0: Allen or Cortland Sutton. I would not, would not put Dobbs in, in yeah. those in that section. Um, I think it's just Cortland Sutton, it's simply because I mean, Russ will come back at some point, and the injuries.
1: He's got Wolverine blood. So he'll be back quick. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's a great quote. He's, he's on fire. Russell, Russell Wilson. That is he's He's on fire in the, in the social (laughs) in the social platforms, but it's Cortland Sutton just simply from that injury risk. I didn't like Keenan Allen going into the year just because I I love his talent, but you already know that he's going to get hurt. I think we said it from week one. It's not, if he gets hurt, it was when he got hurt he got hurt right away. So uh, it's just something that you have to stay away from in fantasy football. I think, or you're just asking for, for disappointment.
1: Yeah. Uh ballers for running backs this week, run through them quick. Josh Jacobs, stud uh this year, just great. Um Austin Eckler. I told Kenneth everybody Locker, he was going to be. Yeah, I don't know who didn't listen to us. Yeah. Uh, Kenneth Walker the third, Aaron Jones, and Eno Benjamin puts up a solid week as well. Uh back up for Arizona filling in and looked really good on Thursday night. Um mm-hmm. some bums. James Robinson puts up the goose egg, Kenyon Drake. Great matchup. Everybody was looking forward to it. Gus Edwards, Gus Bus, just comes out here and takes all the carries. Yes, and he uh, surprisingly, he was actually only on the he was on the field for less than fifty percent of the snaps, but just outproduced Ken, uh, Kenyon Drake by fourteen uh, points. like got that. The, he got
0: two TDs. He got yeah, the two that's TDs. So here. this was the biggest thing. But yeah, yeah. Now, but you have him on your bench. You're probably very happy about it. I have him. If it, if it makes you feel any better. Uh, you lost because you didn't start him this week, yeah. which you, I don't blame you for not starting him, but I also lost to my other league, which I have James Robinson, or not James Robinson, um, Gus Edwards, because I didn't start him. and left 19 yeah. points you on the can't, bench.
1: You can't start him this week. I don't think it's no. the road crawl. You couldn't do it, and it just didn't work out. Yeah. And then Le- Leonard Fournette as well. Like we talked, we mentioned earlier, the Bucs can't run the ball, so uh, don't know what's going on there. It's weird. He just doesn't look... He doesn't have space to run, and he needs, he needs that two, three yards to get started, and then he can get going. But when they meet him in the back, he doesn't have the make that first guy miss in the backfield talent.
0: Yeah. I think Tampa will figure it out eventually. Uh, I, I, I just feel like they have to, I mean, you have yeah. Tom Brady there, you have veterans there. Like it, it it's going to happen. It's not a good look for Todd Bowles. I'll tell you that though. They tried giving, you know, they tried to make it a thing where Todd Bowles he wanted to give Todd Bowles the team this year because he wanted to give him a good team before mm. things started getting the wall, but uh, started hitting the fan, but it looks like things are already hitting the fan. And Tampa, it, it should get figured out, you would hope. But right now, you're pretty upset. Uh, let's go ahead and finish this off with the tight ends. Uh, George Kittle has a absolutely great day. I think he put up near, what was it, 19, 20 points? Somewhere around if there, I'm, yep. If I'm not mistaken. So just a, a phenomenal day for uh, your tight end. I think that's Markey's team. If I'm uh, if I'm not mistaken, it is. So 18.8 points for George Kittle. Uh, the bump section, which I was pretty happy to see, was Mark Andrews almost put up a goose egg. I was watching it the whole entire game. Yeah. He, he put up 0.4 points, which was great for me. Not great for Roberts, but still it's Mark Andrews. Shouldn't be too worried about it. And then Kyle Pitts, just the story of the year you don't know what you're going to get out of Kyle Pitts. Unfortunately, he's a touchdown-dependent tight end right now.
1: In an offense and, that throws the ball 12 times a game. Yep. It's very scary. So, I a lot of places I've – everything I read regarding fantasy and listen to, a lot of places are saying you kind of have to drop him at this point because he's yeah. – he's just it's so hard to drop Kyle Pitts because the talent is there, the skill is there, the athleticism is there. But there's guys out on the waiver wire that are, are just better than him. Yeah. And it's, uh, I don't think you can do it quite honestly, but it's, something it's you got to think it's about. It's
0: because, it's because tight ends, holding two tight ends is so annoying. You Coming can. from somebody who's yeah. doing it
1: right now, yeah. like it's just frustrating.
0: You don't yeah. want to have to hold up a roster spot with another tight end. But Kyle Pitts may be one of those outliers where you can't just drop him. You I can. feel like you have to hold him and you hope that Atlanta just figures it out to get him the ball, but
1: or he might just be an anchor on your ship that just sinks you to the bottom of the ocean at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's tough. Um, yeah. We don't always talk about defense this week, but we talked about uh, Dallas really secured Mitch, the win, 22 fantasy points. That's big. And then mm-hmm. Tampa Bay complete opposite. You typically have really solid defense against Carolina, great play. And then they <laughs> Scott ran all over and mm-hmm. PJ Walker puts up 21 points against them. And uh, yeah, so bad performance from Tampa Bay this week. Yeah, I'm so confused
0: as well. Just like I said, going back to Tampa, their defense was unbelievable to begin to begin the
1: year. And they were then, like second against the stopping the run, and they yeah, Panthers ran for like 200 yards on them.
0: Now it's two weeks in a row where they've gave you stinkers. So. Yeah.
1: Let's just run through a quick recap of a uh, week seven game. We talked about your ballers, your bums, the people that led these teams and drug these teams down to their L's this week. Um, number one, we had a... Uh, we talked about this briefly. Delvin Cook bummed this gun. Nick comes out on top against Prairie Taters. Three-point victory. A uh, few different things could have gone Cret's way. Biggest thing wide receiver room was not performing for him. Um other I think it's kind of the simple story. Low-scoring game. Wide receivers didn't show up for Kretz. That's what lost in the game. Um CMCD's nuts beats uh beats big brother 136 to 129. Once again, game come down to the wire mentioned this already. Damian Harris doesn't show up and uh, Khalil Herbert gets a long touchdown and Dave Montgomery. Um, so Mitch comes out on top and is highest scoring player of the week. Markey's magnificent team uh, stomps the stomping of the weekend, 50 points. Uh, Weber 135 to 81 to secure that first place. Um, away from everybody else and if Weber wins that game he's tied for first. So um big big win for Marky. As Vic predicted a a low performance from Weber this week and possibly moving forward. Steven Glansberg, Nate beats Allen 131 to 125. Even though this game was like a six-point difference to me and never really felt close. I think it was the way that the points were scored. Um I don't think Alan, I don't know if Alan really felt he had a chance this week. Uh but six-point victory, which stinks for Alan. Big win for uh big win for Nate as he moves forward, trying to climb back up the uh the rankings.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, look at this difference. Look what a defense can do. I mean, yeah, Nate gives up Nate puts up 19 points with Tennessee's defense, and Tampa only gives uh Allen one point. And Allen only loses by six, even with the, with a defense giving Nate 19 points, it yeah. was a really, really good win for Nate, especially with some bye weeks that happened this week. Um, but I just think that's something to point out and something that you look at is, I mean, he only lost by six points and your defenses should be giving you six to 10 points, you know, yeah. at least
1: yeah. I, uh, I don't, I feel Allen did not deserve to lose this game. Now that I'm looking no, at it, no, he did so it. sad. He, he plays did Tampa, it. Tampa Bay was probably the number one defense predicted on the week against Carolina. Mm-hmm. He puts up one point. That's. I'm sorry, Allen. Jeff Wilson. Jeff sorry.
0: Wilson. Jeff Wilson Jr. gets a new person in his backfield. The Christian McCaffrey. Uh, David and goes down, gets hurt, but. It's fantasy football, baby. That's how it works.
1: It is what it is. I'm sorry, Alan. You didn't deserve to lose, but you're not out of it yet. You're still hanging around playoffs, so you can get back up there. No problem. And then we mentioned it briefly to top the show. Uh, Vic comes out on top of the toilet bowl this week. 98 beats me. 98 to 86. Mark Andrews breaks my heart, but I can't complain because he's carried me to a lot of victories. Jamie Robinson puts up the, the goose egg, and uh, you do that, you lose. Simple as that.
0: Listen, I won this I won this week with Alec Pierce with Alec Pierce and Romeo Dobbs in my starting lineup. Justin Tucker has just been the most consistent player I could ever ask for on a fantasy football team. I know what I'm gonna get out of him in week in and week out. And to be honest with you, that Indianapolis defense pickup that I that I grabbed, that was just me just throwing something out there. I'm like, I think this is gonna be the poopy matchup of the week. Yeah. I just didn't think much was gonna happen in that game, and it ended up being right. There was really not much going on in that game. There's a lot of defense.
1: Yeah, I don't understand the defensive scoring in this league. Um, I I don't know how Denver only had four points when they gave up when they only gave oh they gave up sixteen. I thought they gave up nine. So yeah, that's so a little bit different. But once you once you I, cross I that
0: fourteen to twenty point.
1: 14. Yeah, I understand the uh. I get. I don't want to say I don't understand the scoring. I've looked at the scoring. I get it. It just seems like that should be more than four points. They only gave up sixteen points but they didn't have any turnovers. I get it. Um, yeah. It's just hard to watch sometimes. You're like, wait, I picked a good, you know, that was a good match of 16 points. You'll take that in an NFL game. Um, but it wouldn't have made a difference. Even if that team scores 10, I still lose. So uh, not a, not a huge difference. All right. Perfect.
0: All right. Yeah, uh, you me actually, yeah. Got- All right. Uh, moving into the, we were right. And we were not right section um, of the week. So, The we were right, we couldn't really think of too many. I know I had two. Uh, we already mentioned the first one, which I I selected Joe Burrow to be the highest scoring QB this week, and he did exactly that. Just a phenomenal game for Joe Burrow. And then I was talking about uh Jacoby Myers in this in our last pod about on Nick's team about how I thought it was a great pickup for Nick. I think he's a solid foundational piece. Uh, I texted Nick yesterday. I said, hey, you need Bailey Zappi to come in here if you're (laughs) probably going to do anything with this. But Bailey Zappi does come in, throws a TD to Jacoby Myers right off the rip, and boom, Nick wins the week for holding Jacoby Myers and getting that touchdown. So I thought that that was a pretty good um, thing to talk about as I was pretty high on Jacoby Myers last week.
1: Yeah, and I was the one that was very wrong this week. Uh, My first one was my uh, the, kind of the lock that we, we both talked about this that um, I was going to beat you this last week and that didn't happen. I uh, that, whatsoever. Yeah. And uh, I think my other lock was that Prater was, uh, that Kret was going to beat Nick uh, based on Nick's bye weeks. I thought it was a really tough matchup for him. And like you just mentioned, Nick came out and got the W. So I was all on uh, Kret's and team last week prayers taters and i said he would make a run at the playoffs i am absolutely now rescinding that i think i said i had the right <laughs> to do that if he lost to nick this week which he did so uh i'm i'm sorry but unless you do something crazy here cret and rip off uh like six wins in a row you might be in a little trouble
0: yeah it's tough i i cret <laughs> yesterday hey it's in the group me just messages i hate bailey zappy i thought that was hilarious i do feel bad but it, what's crazy is that Jacoby Myers didn't really do much after that. No, right? he, he fumbled. In. That was it. <laughs> yeah, he came in, got the touch, threw the touch on to Jacoby Myers, gave Nick the win, and then it was – that was it. It was almost like in spite of crap. I, I don't it's, even know. I it's don't better know I to,
1: to – uh, I feel like it's better to rip off the Band-Aid, though, instead of watch the whole game and then Jacoby Myers catches a pass in, like the last drive. That's the yeah. worst. One. When you're just watching a game hoping something doesn't happen, it's the worst because you're just like yep. not rooting for good football and it's not fun that way. So yep. sometimes it's just better just to be like, it's over. Uh, I lost, and, and it is what it is. is. <laughs> oh, um, all All right. Uh, let's, uh, I'm going to make a pact here. So we, we said early in the season that Josh Jacobs sucked tracker. We were going to keep it no matter what. Um, so we were clearly wrong. Um, no matter what happens, if Josh Jacobs goes and gets cut next week, we were wrong. He's been yeah. a top five running back. Um, so I think we retire this segment, but with one caveat, because we've talked about this earlier, um, if Josh Jacobs starts sucking the rest of the year, we can't say anything. We let it be. We let Mitch have his peace, oh. and we can uh, we can just we can end this here, and where we both uh, we both come out ahead if that's the case.
0: That's tough because I would really want to rip into it if he does do start sucking. But <laughs> I mean it. He he doesn't deserve it. He doesn't yeah. deserve it. And like I said before, we were wrong. I was very wrong. This has got to be one of the most I had to have been the most wrong I've ever been on a player this year is I,
1: I wouldn't have drafted Josh Jacobs in the 10th round. No, like, I, I wouldn't have I, I was, it. I was refusing to take him in a draft. No matter where yeah. he fell, I was not going to draft him. And uh, I'm going to yeah. take
0: credit. I'm going to take credit for Josh Jacobs being so good because of how much shit I talked, how much trash, <laughs> how much crap I talked about Josh Jacobs at the draft after Mitchell drafted him. The jinx in fantasy football is so real, and you know what?
1: You're welcome, Mitch. That's that's really all I could say. It's I'm the reason. And like we talked about earlier, so many fantasy experts were all saying the same exact thing, and it just shows you that sometimes you you can't predict everything. You know, there's not, and and the coaching staff never would have predicted that they were going to use him like they're using them, but uh-uh. uh, we can put this one on the rafters. The Josh Jacobs suck tracker is retired, um, which gives you a pass in case he does end up sucking. We'll let it go. Um, but for right now, he's been great for you all season. Um, it's a and, big uh,
0: W for you, Mitch.
1: Yeah. And he's the reason that you're five and two, quite honestly, he's mm-hmm. been, he's been very, very uh, important getting him there um yep. i've skipped this uh segment for a, a few weeks here talking about two quarterbacks <laughs> and uh I th- just bring it back a little bit i've actually really loved like this season and how it's went um I think it's been competitive the double flex makes it more interesting yeah. so i just it's fun to bring up but uh cret this week started jimmy g decent matchup against kansas city kansas City has a tough defense and uh there's a few quarterbacks out there that he could have started um, over him that would have got to him the win. The big one that sticks out to me is Andy Dalton in that Saints matchup. Andy Dalton has had a few good weeks in a row in that Saints offense against Arizona this week, um, which was a, a pretty plus matchup. Um, and if he if he starts Andy Dalton, he gets the win. Um, and he had Josh Allen on the bench, so. Obviously, Josh Allen was on by, but he could have got the win with that. Uh, but it's tough. You got to pick the right guy when you pick him up. So,
0: yeah, 100%. It, I mean, you're looking at it from the outside end before the game started. It's a Thursday night game for one. Scary. I hate, I yes. hate playing Thursday night players, especially quarterbacks. <laughs> Two, it's Andy Dalton. Yeah. Who the Red Rifle, he may be back, but it's not. It's a Thursday night game. It's, yeah. it's New Orleans. I obviously, you're not going to pick him, but I understand your your case. There's there's quarterbacks out there. I, you know, what's what's tough for you though, is I, this, this is not the year where you could have really made your point because, because QBs it's, it's either you drafted them early and they're good or yep. it's like you've been in this well, carousel.
1: The only, the only thing I will say about that is in a two quarterback league, these quarterbacks that are making or breaking the, not everywhere, but your Josh Allen's who is obviously on the last place team. um, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson. I think you have three guys that are kind of, breaking the league scoring wise those guys would have been top five draft picks not jalen hurts he he'd probably been a 10 11 around there so that's the change you see in a two quarterback league so these guys that are very important and are kind of shaping our league yeah. um i mean i guess jalen hurts is on the ninth ranked team so it shows you i i guess just talking about this here it shows you that in our league team so far in our so far in our league though that having a great quarterback actually maybe doesn't benefit you because the ninth and tenth three teams are top three quarterbacks and then Lamar is obviously helping uh Weber up there at three um but yeah. I think it's uh it's still interesting to see what different shape it would take um but there are the middling quarterbacks are very middling this year like Tom Brady doesn't deserve to be on a roster Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve to be on a roster which was my argument coming into the season was yeah hey Aaron Rodgers deserves to be on a roster I, you Tom were Brady's sitting there saying you guys but
0: the back-to-back MVP is getting taken <laughs> in the twelfth round right now.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> guess I, what?
1: He shouldn't have been drafted this year. <laughs> yeah, not in this league. Um. All right. Well, let's let's move on to that. Let's go over to the okay. uh, quick. We have we have a whole bunch of transactions this week that are kind of going to shape the league. Um. Yep. We'll talk about the uh, waiver wire real quick, and then we'll talk about. We have a couple of trades this week, and I think the trades are going to mm-hmm. keep coming. So, uh, waiver wire. Uh, my my big waiver wire winner. I don't want to call it a massive win just yet. Cause it's, you know, wasn't anything huge, but Allen grabbed Chuba Hubbard, um, after I already had grabbed Deontay Foreman and then Chuba Hubbard was, uh, named the starter. Yep. So I don't know if he's actually the starter. They really went 50, 50 timeshare left with an ankle injury, but, um, will most likely be a solid depth piece for Allen moving forward. Rest of the season. That's the big thing. He is going to get touches. Um, the rest of the season um so that is a good thing for him
0: yeah i i i like the pickup i mean he didn't get the uh he just didn't get the touchdown right or was it he that got the touchdown and then
1: so he got the touchdown he got the touchdown yeah foreman
0: didn't yeah foreman had all the yards correct yeah and it so it looks like it's gonna be a pretty good um good split back there i think both of you guys picked up pretty solid pieces that you can plug and play the Gus Edwards thing that I'm a little bit just more confused about just because it's simply it's Baltimore and you don't know what you're going to get out of that backfield on yeah. any given day.
1: I obviously, I, I would always want the, the starting ring back out of Baltimore's backfield, which is why I had Gus sitting there. I actually, mm-hmm. I had him on my team last week. You I held him. him. I dropped him for mm-hmm. trying to think who
0: I think it was Dalton Schultz. I think you needed a tight yeah. end.
1: Well, I just grabbed Dalton Schultz because I like Dalton Schultz. Schultz rest of the Schultz. rest of the year, um, yeah. mm-hmm. And uh, so I grabbed him and I dropped him, and then uh, I saw he was activated. I picked him back up on waivers. Thankfully, no one else had decided to go in on him, and I would have been kicking myself for dropping for a backup tight end. We talked about carrying two tight ends. I would be so angry if that. Had been I, the case.
0: I, I would have if I had the roster spot, but unfortunately, I'm in that that scenario where I have the two tight ends, and I'm making some you know some moves right now with the team. Yep. So. kind of at a standstill but hey great pickup great pickup allen and chuba hubbard way to see that the odell beckham thing maybe a little bit of a reach i don't know if you already dropped i think he dropped him already yeah okay all right um but i understand why you you grabbed him i don't i don't blame you but you got to make it to the playoffs if you're going to be using him so um moving on we're going to move on to the trades that happened this past week um Robert, I'm gonna let you start it off considering that I'm involved in both of these.
1: Yeah, so I obviously send out the uh survey for you guys to get involved with this one because one team is one trade is between us and one trade is uh with you. So we don't wanna talk ourselves up too much. Um so let's go over the first trade, which is which was last week, right after the podcast recorded. Um doing lines on uh Waller Street, Vic. Trades A.J. Brown to Mitch for Raheem Mostert and Chris Godwin. Um, response from the poll says that um, there was five responses. Me and Vic did not respond. So um, five out of seven people responded. Um, and 100 percent, five out of five said Mitch won the trade, um, which. In this situation, uh, obviously, I think Vic will admit uh, Mitch got the best player out of the trade. Um, would you agree with that statement, Vic? Yeah, I agree yeah. with that statement. He did. Um, however, I do think this is a very fair trade. Um, you needed to add depth to your team and have multiple starters compared to have having one um, potential stud in your lineup uh, when it comes to A.J. Brown. I think it's completely fair trade. It's the reason you won this week. Um, Raheem Mostert, had a huge week. I like him the rest of the season as long as he can stay healthy. He's a smaller back. And Chris Godwin is Chris Godwin and Tampa offense who, as long as they get it figured out, and even mm-hmm. if they don't, they're still throwing for yards. Um, so it's a really fair trade. And it's hard for me to say who won, who lost. And I think in fantasy, people are used to seeing someone win and someone lose. Usually someone gets trade raped and it's like, oh, why'd you ever do that? And both these trades we're talking about, I don't think that's there. Um, yeah. Because I think you were just trying to change the shape of your team.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, I've been doing this for long enough now to where I know it's just not It's not worth it to go through the hassle of setting a bad trade, this and that. And the trades that I've done this week were because I needed to, right? Like, I needed a change on my team. I have A.J. Brown and I have DeAndre Swift, but guess what? I'm not winning with them. Mm -hmm. So I need to add more pieces to my team who, who give me that boom that I can get a.k.a. Raheem Mostert, Chris Godwin, target machine, which is why I wanted to go after him. He got 13 targets this past week. He got 10 targets last week. He gets the targets as soon as he gets into the end zone. He's going to have 17 to 18 points because he's going to get 8 to 10 points every single week anyways as soon as he gets into the end zone. That's the way I looked at it. I knew that Mitch maybe wasn't the highest on him. I saw the opportunity there. And then Raheem Mostert had the bad week. I went ahead and jumped on it as well. Because I trust the talent of Rehe Mostert, I really liked him a lot in San Francisco. But as you mentioned earlier, he got hurt. But now he's the number one he's the number one running back on a very very good team in the Miami Dolphins. So that's what I'm trading. That's what I was looking for. I was looking for players who are on good teams that can do something. And yeah.
1: And I think Mitch, looking at it from Mitch's angle as well, he's sitting at top. He's in second yeah. place. It was he fantastic. Doesn't, he doesn't need depth.
0: It was a great trade for everybody around. Yeah, around. the
1: only downside is uh, there was actually one comment on here. I don't know who wrote it, but um, talked about Mitch need, kind of needing that after losing Mike Williams. So he, mm-hmm. Mitch does kind of take a step back now, less depth with the loss of Mike Williams, but he's patient. He's sitting at five and two. He should be. Fairly, I mean, we're tight one through eight. We're all tight, but he should be fairly safe for playoffs uh, at this current moment. um So the Michael Williams thing sucks, but his team's gonna be very solid when they all get healthy. He's yeah. just whittling it down to having that studs in the starting lineup instead of having that depth. So it works out yeah. well for Mitch.
0: All right. So sounds like consensus was for that trade. Mitch won it. Um, I beg to differ, but. Hey, no, there was, you, guys are both, you guys
1: are both winners is what yeah, I No, say. I
0: think it was a really, really fair trade. Uh, but let's go ahead and move into the, to the next trade. Obviously conflict of interest here, given that it's between both me and you. <laughs> um, but I'd love to hear what the people said. You haven't, you haven't told me, uh, what was said yet. So go ahead and, um, I lay it on me, but I lose yeah. this one
1: too, or, or what? <laughs> let's see. Eight. So just to recap, in case you guys aren't following, uh, I traded, um, for Deandre Swift and Tua, and I gave up Vic received James Robinson and Chris Olave, J- James Robinson off the fresh trade to the New York jets and Chris Olave rookie wide receiver for the new Orleans saints. Um, so this was not a hundred percent. It was not a, a landslide like last time. So this was five individuals said that, uh, Oh, actually, wow. I read this wrong. I thought I—I I thought everybody agreed with me. Um, five people said that Vic won this trade, and one person said that Alex won this trade. So, oh,
0: all right. Let's
1: go. I was reading it the complete opposite way, so uh, put one on the board for Vic. Um, a couple comments on this one as well. Um, one says Alex gets the quarterback he was looking for, and Vic gets an RB1 who's either going to be a stud based on the offense and scheme, or a dud because it was all Brees Hall being a monster. Um, and the Jets are actually still the Jets, um and then they said still kind of weird the two of you play each other then trade hmm weird um So I can tell you that two of... All
0: right, real quick. That's definitely a Nick Torres type comment. So I'm just going to call it out right now. I had a feeling... you're a hater. All right, anyways.
1: I can definitely tell you that Tua was not the uh, reason for this trade. Tua was a throw-in (laughs) kind of last uh, last second to finish off the deal. The main reason that I was going after DeAndre Swift was just the upside of DeAndre Swift and the depth I have at running back. I can sustain injuries. And uh, if he plays, he's a stud. He, at least so far this year, he's an elite player, and that's the reason I was looking for him. Uh, but, uh, second comment. Two and Swift are a couple of liabilities in the lineup. Olave is good. Heartthrob J-Rob is going to haunt Nate. So, Heartthrob J-Rob. J. J-Rob is going right. to haunt Nate. So, yeah, I Swift is a injury liability. I do understand that he has not been able to stay healthy his entire career. Um, so I 100% see uh see where that is coming from. And to, uh, he's, he's kind of a streaming quarterback as well. I have Jalen Waddle, which is a good, in theory, he's playing the Lions this week. So I saw that and I said, even better Throw him yeah, out there against this defense. For and sure. then we'll go, we'll go from there. Um, but Vic, I guess, tell me your, uh, your thought process about thought process behind making this trade.
0: So thought process behind the trade, a uh, couple of things, one, couple trades didn't go through for Swift that originally were talked about. Uh, some people backed out. Some people I'll never do business with ever again. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, they backed out. So I still had Swift sitting there. And I knew that this win this week that happened for me was, was not expected, one. But two, because I won, it still actually keeps me in some kind of running to, to salvage my, uh, my year. James Robinson... The talent I believe in. I never understood why the Jacksonville Jaguar organization kind of threw him to the side every time a new shiny toy came. Um, Obviously, Urban Meyer hated him and look where that landed Urban Meyer. You had Trevor Lawrence on the sideline last year saying, no, like, why is James Robinson not playing? Why is James Robinson not playing? Because James Robinson was an undrafted free agent that came into this league and and lit it up his rookie year, did as much as he could with a crappy head coach last year. And look what he did at the beginning of this year, even coming off an Achilles. So I just believed in the talent in James Robinson. The New York Jets are the New York Jets, but guess what? The New York Jets are five and two and an actually really good football team. The only reason why they did this is because they believe that their team is a team that can go somewhere. So I jumped on it for the upside mainly. I'm on a team that's at the bottom of this this league and I need those players. Hence why I traded for Raheem Mostert, Chris Godwin. Hence why now I'm trading for James Robinson and Chris Olave is I need those players who can do stuff for me and hopefully in a big way. Chris Olave, very solid piece. I'm really fond of him. And James Robinson is that blow up piece that I think I can have and, and use hopefully to stack my team. I've been saying I was saying it all the past couple of weeks. I'm money balling out here. You know, I'm trading my yeah. main pieces and I'm getting these guys who get on base. I need players who get on base. You need that's to, what these guys do.
1: Yeah, you're you're getting startable players. We don't know for sure James Robinson role in the offense and the Jets, but he's a startable, he should be a startable player, which you didn't have I don't know how you feel if you really had 10 startable guys on your roster uh, before yeah. these past two trades. So you have guys you can put out there, the professionals, they'll score points, um, most likely. And, uh, we'll go from there. There's some unknown with James Robinson, but there's some unknown with Deandre Swift. You know, it wasn't like you were trading Saquon Barkley or no, yeah. Nick Chubb. Um, we, we so both I took, we
0: both took a risk. Obviously yep. James Robinson hasn't played a snap for the jets yet, but yep. My thought process, which I mean, I hate to say it because my thought process has been pretty wrong this year, <laughs> but my thought process is, all right, this this team obviously does not trust Michael Carter. You know that I mean, if they did, they wouldn't have an issue with they they wouldn't have went out and traded draft picks for James Robinson. Like it was out of it was out of the blue. Um, and then two, I, like I said, I just like James Robinson. I think he's a good athlete. I think he's a good running back, and I don't think he has enough respect. Dude, you had him at the beginning of this year you you re- you reaped the benefits of the good james robinson and they were yep. good yeah they were good
1: yeah i i ripped so. on him week one and then he was dropped and i picked him up and he was running back like four for three weeks and that was yeah. awesome and then he sucked mm-hmm. and the, they just didn't utilize him enough and when they did to utilize him his eating get touchdowns um so I, um, I i had to with with my running but with my construction i have three running backs that are very similar to james robinson so i was happy to move off of one of those middling guys who i wasn't sure what i was going to get every week and move them while i could so yeah I'm, I, I, I'm
0: very happy i'm happy for james robinson the player as well too i yeah. think he needed to get out of that, that organization
1: yeah that's an it's an interesting trade though we'll see what happens chris Olave, we didn't even talk about him this whole conversation he's great it's been great <laughs> all whole year and okay. for me he's my he's my fifth wide receiver when everyone's healthy so i was willing to part ways to upgrade another yeah. position um but it was not easy for me it just made sense though when you asked for him and i was like i don't want to do this but I can't say no. But, like that'd be insulting. Up.
0: I trade very fairly, and yeah. I saw your lineup, and I was like, listen. For one, I didn't need Mike Evans because I had Chris Godwin. I didn't want to have both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, you weren't touching, and Jalen Waddle. The two a piece. I had that in the back of my head just in case you were <laughs> you were needing something else. <laughs> I I went for Olave, and I was like, let me see what Olave can do. And you're like, hmm, we're almost there. I was like. Well, guess what? I have the missing piece to your stack. I'm going to send him over there with you. Yeah, I and was going to take the,
1: I was going as there's some can. we're both showing like behind the curtain. I was going to take the trade no matter what. I, it's I okay. I came back and yeah, same yeah. Thing with you, you know, you, you were, you played off the two, a thing and, oh, look what I have. And you, yeah. you know, you knew that the whole time, but he was going to um, get dropped
0: either way. So exactly. I wasn't going to be holding him. I got Jalen hurts. So. Yeah.
1: All right. Um. Well, yeah, I, I, trades are fun they're interesting to see what happens so uh let's move over to this week preview we've been talking a while so we'll make these kind of quick this week i think um we said it was gonna be a short episode to start and i think it's been a good episode but not so a we- uh, not a short one first matchup of week eight uh eighth first ninth place we have doing lines on waller street first tim team bow vic first garrett um big time matchup obviously but on the leaderboard making that playoff push um i know typically we don't uh Predict our own teams. Which just, what's your level of uh, confidence going in this week, Vic?
0: Um, I mean, after these two trades, that I feel, I feel very good about. I feel very good about these trades. I, I've given my team. Like I've been saying all week that you know I need that heartbeat. I need the jump start, and I feel like these trades have done that for me. I get Jalen Hurts back. I get Gabe Davis back. So I mean, I feel like I'm looking at a team and my team that is very boom, or could bust. Which. Like I was saying, it's what I needed, especially being the lowest scoring points and being in last place at at some point. I was basically last place, uh, only in ninth now because Kret lost. But I feel good about the team. I'm not really sure what's going to happen this week. Um, But I'll tell you what, I like my odds more this week than I would have if I had the same team.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's fun to roll out the new toys, which would be nice. Biggest yep. thing this week, Austin Eckler, Travis Kelsey, both on bye. um, huge, huge blow there for Garrett. Um, for that reason, I will pick Vic to win. Got the, got the new toys is Brad Pitt in money ball right now. He's going to be uh, not, not watching the games and just, uh, checking the scores at the end of them. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, I do like Vic's team to win this week. Um, gets Jalen hurts back off by and has some new pieces to add there. Let me ask you this Vic. Um, mm-hmm. James Robinson this week, obviously you're excited for him, just traded for him um, over under 10 fantasy points. What do you think?
0: You know, what's crazy is I don't even know what I'm going to do with James Robinson. this week. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to start him because yeah. I need to hear something.
1: You need to see something.
0: I need to hear something because I want to know what's happening between him and Michael Carter, yeah. because I'm actually in a little bit of a predicament. Once I do have these players on my team, reason being is Najee Harris and yeah. Tony Pollard. Those yep. two players I am so confused about what to do with because it's Najee Harris, but then Tony Pollard is out there just slowly, slowly getting a little bit more opportunity in each game. I I don't know. I I, I really wish <laughs> I could give you an answer, but I am I, I need to I need to hear what they're saying about how the timeshare is gonna be split in, in the in the Jets uh backfield there before I can give you that answer because he may not even be startable yet this week yeah which is scary to say but
1: absolutely i'm gonna just for prediction's sake so we can have some talk about here next week i'm gonna say under i think it's a slow start for james robinson he might he thinks be a solid piece the rest of the year but i'll go under 10 fantasy points this upcoming week
0: tell me Uh, this tony pollard versus chicago or not don't ask me about oh who to play
1: who's going to score more not even know who to play just Uh, who do you think is
0: going to score more points this week Najee harris against philly tony pollard against chicago so you got a backup running back Versus starting running back, but obviously two different scenarios.
1: I hate Najee Harris this year, man. This is a tough, tough schedule for him. Um, (sighs) Tony Pollard. God. (laughs) Tony Pollard this week. Um, I just can't. I only say that because I'm thinking the
0: same thing, and I just feel so wrong about thinking it.
1: Uh, I, don't, you know, I don't know if I don't know if I don't know if you can bench Najee Harris to play uh, Tony Pollard, but man, you might have to. All right, uh, let's keep it moving here. Uh, Predators Taters versus Marcus's magnificent team. First place, first, first, last. Is there going to be a massive upset this upset this week, Vic?
0: Yes, there will be a massive upset this week. I'm calling it here. I think that Kret is going to go ahead and get a win, which I really this matchup for me personally doesn't affect me. I don't think. I mean. Maybe it, it, it hurts if Cret does win just because he's an, another contender for me, both of us trying to make the playoffs. But you get Josh Allen back. He loses Justin Herbert this week. And he lost Brees Hall. We got to see what he's going to end up doing there. I don't know if he's going to throw Antonio Gibson in. Is he going to start Drake London as a flex and 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 maybe move, Uh, you know, obviously Jonathan Taylor into the running back position and throw another wide receiver into the flex? It's just it doesn't look good. So far for Marky, he has he has good pieces in Tyree Kill against Detroit, which we like. Um, but Josh Allen coming back. Yeah, Joe Mixon against Cleveland should be a really good game. It's always a good game between Cincy and Cleveland. Uh, Alvin Kamara still doing his thing. I really, really like Devin Singletary on Buffalo. I think that they've gone all in on Devin Singletary now. They're going to start using him as much as they can. It's going to be close. But Josh Allen being back on this team does so much for Kret. And I think that he's gotten a really, really solid piece in Devin Singletary to come back into his lineup. And um, we'll see what he does. I just think that the loss of Justin Herbert and Brees Hall, who's been putting up 20 plus points every single week for him these past three weeks are two big losses to have. So I'm going to go with Kret this week.
1: Yeah. And uh, I am not going to go with Kret. He broke my heart this week. Should have beat Nick made me look stupid so i want to go with Marky's magnificent team he'll find a way to squeak it out he has the better players um you know with debo tyreek jonathan taylor um and i don't think cret really has a startable wide receiver right now if dk doesn't play you know he has a sprained ankle uh now he's looking at josh reynolds and everybody else stunned by so um some not many points be found in that wide receiver room which was his uh his detriment this week as well. So I think he still falls and uh, further, further solidifies that last place spot um, after failing to get the uh, run going this past week.
0: I believe he'll, I believe he'll make some moves and he, and he can set his team up. Well I was going to say, week.
1: I was going to say, I think if he, he may need to make a move or two, a trade or two this week to kind of rearrange some things. Cause he has pieces to make moves, to rearrange some things. If he does that, I'm sure he's a busy guy. Um, he takes some time to do that. He could, he could win. Uh, it's not impossible, Hill, to climb due to the buys and everything that's going on with Marcus' team. Yeah, for sure. Um, next matchup, Delvin Cook bought me this gun. Nick, versus CM nuts. Mitchell. Um, pretty big gap here. Once again, we talked about bye weeks. So I want to harp on it too much. Pac- Patrick Mahomes is on by Nick Torres has some. Uh, has to drop some guys. Nick Torres is not like dropping players off his team. <laughs> Sat by, he played Buffalo because he didn't want to drop them or somebody else. There's plenty of players on his team that I'd have no problem dropping. Um, so I hope he, uh, he does as well. Um, but Mitch's team uh, looks pretty solid again this week. Uh, I'm going to just quickly take Mitch's team. Um, he has his running backs. He has his wide receivers, has his quarterback. Uh, simple as that for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you don't, Choose Mitch in this matchup. I think it's just being silly. Uh, I mean, I think even Nick was saying all weekend that he thinks he's already going to lose this week and he's already on to next week. Blah blah blah. I don't know if it's mind games or if he actually feels that way. Uh, but I mean, no Patrick Mahomes, which has obviously been a huge piece for Nick. He's been a great, great quarterback this year. Not as good as Josh Allen, which he could have had, but he's still, still been a really good uh, quarterback this year. I mean, the bulk of Nick's team isn't bad. But we're going to see Christian McCaffrey in a San Francisco team after having a full week of practice. So we're going to see how he uses him. Um, Dallas Goddard back. You're going to have, you just got your new piece in A.J. Brown. We'll see how he does for him. Um, I, it's just going to come down to the players and the talent that Mitch has versus Nick right now. And, and it's clearly Mitch right now
1: all right let's see if i can get your answer out of you on this one christian mccaffrey new offense san francisco kyle shanahan offense Mm -hmm. over on over under 18 fantasy points
0: um i'm actually gonna go under this week all right Uh, the reason being is i think that obviously christian mccaffrey's stanford guy smart guy you know it is what it is but it's still a new team they still have a very serviceable running back there in Jeff Wilson Jr., and they still have Devo Samuel. So Christian McCaffrey got a lot of points in Carolina because he was the main focus in Carolina. He was the guy you wanted to throw the ball to. I still believe in the talent. I think he's still going to have a really, really good week. He's going to have a really, really good year. He's going to have plenty of games where he goes over 18 points. But We'll see what happens this week. I'm very interested to seeing how many times he's going to actually touch the ball, given that there is a lot more pieces in San Francisco than there was in Carolina that can do something with the ball.
1: That'd be an interesting offense to see a lot of check downs, a lot of dump offs. And uh, I really, I've always liked watching the 49ers, but even more so now with Christian McCaffrey, it'll be a a fun one to watch. Yeah. all right. Uh, half PPR. Does Josh, Josh Jacobs
0: go over 25 points?
1: I'm not talking about, we're not talking about Josh Jacobs anymore. We already said this. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> I'll enough. go under, under on Josh <laughs> Jacobs, 25 points. <laughs> 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 I'll probably be wrong though. Let's be honest, man.
0: All you right. got a good player when we're talking over, unders the 25 fantasy points.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chase bank, Allen versus half PPR, Chubb Weber. Um, it is a tough matchup. Um, I do want to say one thing. I think one thing I was right on, like I
0: said, I I saw a little bit of a downtrend in Weber's team. I said my stock was down on Weber's team, which is why I never gave him the first place. And this week happened and he lost pretty, pretty handedly. Uh, But at the same time, he does have a good team. I'm looking at what Allen has going on right now. And you look at it and you're like, ugh kind of gross you know it's like it's Gino you know, Smith and then it's uh you know Benjamin and Jerry Judy but I, at the end of the day they're good players I I'm gonna give this one to Weber simply from a matchup standpoint because you have Jamar Chase going against Cleveland you have Aaron Jones going against Buffalo um and then geno Smith going against the Giants which who haven't been their defense has really yeah. been the biggest thing I think for the team, everybody's, you know, given Daniel Jones, his flower, you know, his flowers or whatever the saying is, but the defense is really held in there for him a lot. So I'm going to give this one to Weber, but I just, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be closer than, than what the projections say right now, which is 15, it's a 15 point differential. I think it's going to be closer to about five or six point differential between Weber and Allen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, for some reason, I just, something says Allen this week and, uh, uh, it says it, I'm not going to pick him though. Uh, for one reason and one reason (laughs) alone, I I just feel it. I I feel that way, but, um, Derek Henry plays Houston (laughs) and Houston is horrible against the run. Um, that's where Josh Jacobs got his 35 fantasy points this past week. Um, it's just, that's scary. Um, Austin Eckler put up 31 against them. Khalil Herbert put up 30 points against them. So, um. That's a scary matchup, and uh, typically when a guy puts up 35, 40 points, team gets to win, unless you're Garrett this week. So I will stick with Weber um, as much as I do want to pick Allen. I apologize, but I can't do it. Well,
0: What it is is that Weber has that high floor team with high ceiling, which yeah. is obviously something that you always want. When you're looking at Allen's team, it's a low floor team with a high ceiling. So yep. it's the floor is just lower for Allen's team. So it's easier to pick Weber's team
1: yep. to win. And uh, shout out to scary, Terry making a little comeback. Taylor Heineke throwing in the ball a little bit more. So it's <laughs> one play. He got most of his points <laughs> off of, but still Carson once yeah. would have never thrown it. So, <laughs>
0: um, and then let's just go ahead and get this last matchup out of the way. It's your matchup. Uh, we got the harvesting method versus Nate, a uh, very big matchup here. Uh, mm-hmm. Fourth versus fifth. Uh, you guys both have the same exact record. I don't know how the points look right now. Looking at your team, you got a couple of empty spots, but obviously you got some picks coming your way with uh, Deandre Swift. Um, are you starting Tua this week over yes. Tom Brady? Okay, yes. So Tua is yep. going to be in there. You're going to have that stack with him and Jalen Waddle against, <laughs> obviously an atrocious Detroit secondary. Well, actually not that minus bad. Okuda. Minus Jeff Yeah, Okuda. Minus Akuda. <laughs> um, but it's still Detroit. And, yep. They're going to, they're going to be, I think Miami's going to embarrass us. I think if, anything, it's, look if anything, it's a shootout. If
1: it's lucky, like if it's a game, it's a shootout. It's not going to be a low scoring game. Um, I, I think they're going
0: to put us in a spin cycle, bro. I mean, tire kill is going to make a slant yeah. and then Jay Lada is going to hit a slant and they're going to even know what hit him.
1: I'll be happy if it's like 42 to 30, like that'll be yeah. <laughs> a happy game for me.
0: So we'll see. We'll see. Um, but let me say I'm this. Gonna... I, Go I,
1: you're thinking, um, yeah. I've ripped on Nate's team all year because he hasn't had running backs, hasn't had running backs, uh-huh. hasn't had running backs. Kenneth Walker, dropped the bag on, has a starting running back, yep. you know, volume running back. Travis Etienne, James Robinson trade, has a RB1. Zeke sitting in his RB3, who has a high workload. Um, might be uh, something to start worrying about here moving forward.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was higher on on Nate than you were. And it was for the reason of the team. Like, he just – it was just like your team. You just needed a couple pieces – uh, yeah, and he got it and the obviously the etn thing that just happened is huge for him huge absolutely big and hopkins and went back i forgot hopkins about that went back. <laughs> now zeke gave him a great week but he got two touchdowns off of it so if he's going to continue to get those goal line chances which i'm assuming he will he's going to be perfectly fine but tony Pollard did outtouch him this past week did he um, okay yeah he did out touch zeke it was zeke just getting the uh the touchdowns, I was a little bit happy when I saw Zeke got rocked, and I thought he had a knee <laughs> issue with the before, and I was hoping that, you know what, I think my year just changed because Tony Powell is about to take over in that Dallas backfield, and then he comes trotting out there. But <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Nate this week. Um, I mean, Kenneth Walker has been on a roll. We're going to get to see Travis Etienne have that backfield to himself. Uh, the only thing that I can, I mean, even if Dak Prescott poops the bat, you know, poops, poops his pants. I still think that he's, he's got a really good chance of beating you. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: I, he does. Um, my one saving grace, I think this week is uh, some tough matchups, both Walker and ETN tough matchup. Um, Zeke Chicago, isn't a pushover against the run there. I guess they actually are six months to the fancy running back, but it doesn't feel that way. Um <laughs> And then, uh, Cooper cup for San Fran, Cooper cup will score his points, but I don't see him blowing up. Um, like he, like he can. So saving grace there, I still have some hope. I I feel like.
0: Yeah. I mean, with your team, you always have hope. I mean, you have Justin Jefferson, you have Saquon Barkley, uh, you have Mark Andrews, Jalen Waddle going against Detroit. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of opportunity there this week, but similar to like the Weber Allen, uh, matchup it's the floors and the talent level that's there i i just think that nate for whatever reason i have him i have him squeaking it out maybe it's just because i'm looking at it and he has a full team right now and you, re- you have a couple pieces missing but yeah hey if you get swift though and swift's playing yep we'll he can see. go off for 20 points
1: yeah. we will we'll see so i'll be good matchup i think that's the one thing it yeah. should be a good matchup whether i win or lose as long as it's good i don't care as long as i put up points yeah um all yeah. right well let's uh last thing here. Let's just preview a uh, highest scoring wide receiver. Um, this week we have a, there's some good matchups out there. They're also bye weeks um, selfishly. I would like to pre- predict Jalen Waddle to absolutely torch the lions. Uh, Tyree kill gets locked down by Jeff Okuda and some safety help over the top. And Jalen Waddle just eats. However, I will pick somebody on someone else's team and I will actually take uh, Deandre Hopkins who is playing against me. Um, Deandre Hopkins came out last week. 10 catches, 14 targets, I believe, um, 100 yards, no touchdowns. Um, That's what you'd like to see. Kyler will hyper-target him, especially without Marquise Brown. Um, And that offense seems to be coming alive a little bit more, that Arizona offense. Kyler starts to uh, starting, performing well a little bit earlier in the game. Uh, So I can see DeAndre Hopkins dropping a bomb on me, but it'd also be kind of a lower-scoring week for wide receivers. I don't see DeAndre Hopkins putting up 35 points, but if he puts up 26 points and then you know next closest is you know 25 24 whatever that is
0: yeah i agree in the sense of uh, the wide receivers it just seems like everybody kind of does have a little bit of a difficult, weird matchup yeah, yeah a little bit of a difficult matchup um i'm gonna go ahead and go with Devonte adams over new orleans i don't know why i have no Really no reason why. I just have a good feeling that Devontae Adams is going to get a lot of targets in this New Orleans game. I think it's going to be a good game between Las Vegas and New Orleans. I know they're in New Orleans, but if something is just pulling me to Devontae Adams, there's no rhyme or reason to it. He's a good player. I think he's going to get it done this week and take, take home the points for Nick.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can absolutely see that. Um, New Orleans is a, one of those weird defenses. You feel like they're a good defense, but they give up points and it's, it's not a matchup. And uh, yeah. the Raiders do score points, even though they don't win the game very often. Yeah.
0: I mean, you got, they're going to be worrying so much about Josh Jacobs that I think that's going to start opening up things for Davante.
1: Absolutely. All right. Week uh, episode eight in the books, week eight upcoming, uh, just under halfway through the season after this week, um, we're already, halfway, already past the halfway point of the regular season, and we're moving uh, to the halfway point of the entire season. So enjoy the football while it lasts. Um, it's still a few weeks away, but November 19th, tread deadline. So we mm-hmm. still got three-ish weeks, give or take. Um, but make sure you're keeping that in mind when you're looking at these rosters. Should be a fun waiver wire this week, I think. Uh, there's a handful of guys out there that can – I don't think any $93 bids are going to be dropped this week, but uh, there's a few guys out there that that should be picked up. Um, anything you're looking forward to this week, Vic, or just looking forward to another week of football? I mean, I'm looking forward to another week of football. As I mentioned, I feel really good
0: with the trades that I made. So I'm excited to see my, the new players out there being able to cheer for some new guys, um, especially not the ones that was going against last week. Um, I it's a good feeling when you see that player that you traded for go off. I was very, very, very happy with Raheem Mostert this week he got the first touchdown. It came from Tua. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it was very, very fun to watch um, the new, the new pieces actually do something for you. So I'm just excited to see um, Chris Olave and I'm excited to see what James Robinson can do in that, in that offense.
1: Awesome guys. Well, thanks for listening. I do appreciate it. If you guys didn't listen, there'd be no point of making this. So I uh, appreciate it and I hope you guys enjoy it. Yep, take it easy, guys. Good luck this week,
0: and uh, we will all talk soon.